listening to the New Paradigm Life Coach Podcast, hosted by Michelle Schuler-Key, produced by Julie Bugin, and brought to you by NewParadigmLifeCoach.com. Welcome back to the New Paradigm Podcast. We are here today with Kim Irene. Kim is a muse, and she's going to tell us more about how that works here in just a minute as she joins us continuing our discussion on the Divine Feminine. So welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you. It's glad to be here. Well, let's start out with muse. Explain to us what that is and what you do. Well, for me, um, it's something that's an ongoing defining process, uh, but... You know, I think in the bigger terms, a muse is like a healer, maybe a healer of the heart or passion. Um, I have ranging clients from, um, you know, people in the corporate world to um, artists that I can help, you know, maybe finish a project, like help inspire, find new inspiration to finish the book or finish the song or get on tour or something like that um or you know somebody who's just kind of in a rut um that's a professional person like at a bank or something like that um we still I guess my my delivery and the way I um frame muse is just reconnecting back to that core passion whatever it is you do even if you have another job or something like that it's just getting back to your your soul passion that sounds like wonderful and fulfilling work. How did you get into that? Well, um, I've been in the music industry for a long time. I actually went out to Hollywood a long time ago to be a writer. And I wrote some underground plays. And I've always written, um, always been a writer. And I just had happened to have one of those stories in Hollywood where I got into music and then it carried me away for 27 years um but I always was a writer and you know dancer an artist of some sorts I think um so I I use that within my work like if I run a woman's circle or anything I do there's going to be elements of the arts and what I do some somehow some way whether it's acting or um dancing or something like that I kind of infuse it in that way. And that's what led me here. That sounds like really a lot of fun, actually. Um, so what does it mean to, to guide people through these experiences and help them unlock this creativity? You know, it's really playing the part of a mirror within myself. And I'm sure people have talked about this before on this show. But, but um, you know, just standing with someone, you know, in their space is actually healing me as well, and and then I can bring that to more people. And um, it's like never ending the healing we get, and it's never um, anything like that where you really find a, an end to it. But to me, it means everything to um, to inspire someone to breathe the. A breath of life in a new way and to you know just smile from the soul side I mean that it means everything it's hard to say you know anything in particular other than it just it feels like my purpose and it feels like it's purposeful for the person that's with me that I'm sharing that space with you know? mm-hmm. 
So as far as the modalities, the techniques, the practices that you use, what are some of your favorites? Sound is always the first for me. Um, I, I use um, a lot of, uh, I do a lot of guided meditations and use um, modalities like sonic modalities, um, whether it's from singing bowls and that kind of stuff or my voice toning. Um, and then I, I work a lot with musicians and that's definitely still my, my favorite, I would say. Um, as we like get through the layers, then I find that um, using acting tools and improv and writing um, in a theatrical way, that kind of, to me, opens up like deeper stuff. And so I also love to do, those are my two favorites, I'd say. And now you're also an intuitive, and you uh, do some past life work with some of your clients. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so I was really supported and guided to be a psychic growing up. Um, you know, I was one of those people with imaginary friends and like that, which we all know now are not imaginary. Um, so I was really supported. And so, um, yeah, so it's definitely another aspect of what I do. Um, and it seems like more recently it's been getting further and further into the past um, with people. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that comes up a lot with my clients, um, is wanting, and I think our, our just, you know, worldly, the whole world is really wanting to heal all those past wounds. So, um, I'm able to guide people to their specific history or history. Now, back to what you said, because I think some people maybe don't know that imaginary friends are imaginary. Can you explain that for our listeners? Oh, well, um, yeah. So when I was growing up, um, I actually never looked in a mirror um, until I was probably 12 or 13 because I would catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and then be able to see into places beyond the mirror that wasn't wall and wasn't sediment, but um, into other dimensions. And um, But, you know, the first layer was of this worldly you know, the essence that's left behind um, in the ethers here in this world, the people that had recently passed, they were, their energy is more caught up in this, um, in the atmosphere we have here. And so, yeah, so basically I could, you know, speak to people who had crossed over. Um, and I, I grew up like that and being able to, to that gift and learning how to protect myself. And um, so I was really supported to be a healer and an intuitive, um, which I think is you know, I'm fortunate for that because I think a lot of people, they get to this point of understanding that they can actually have a conversation with somebody who's dead or, um, or all the gifts that are coming to light now. If, if you haven't been supported in that, then you might not, you might be not aware of it or open or this might be all new to you too. So, so you had a lot of guidance then through your life by spirits from the past the other side oh yes definitely um for me and my personal journey was uh, you know more of the really recent past um like people in my family that had crossed over um and really really far back but um i feel like there's such a middle ground with a lot of people that when we can go back to a past life of theirs that was maybe two or three times like somewhat something that wasn't within the 10 year span but then 
not all the way back to, you know, the beginning, beginning, then um, you're able to see that a lot of your wounds, you know, that you're feeling aren't really yours. They're from a different projection of yourself. And so if you do that healing now to those past projections, then it clears it up for you in the present. And um, so we do, when we go to, when I do visit, you know, people from the past or versions of people from the past, that's normally what, what we're going to do is to, that's the intention is to heal. One more kind of off-topic question, this is more of a personal interest, but do you find that messages from the other side tend to have an ancestral connection? When someone get, receives these messages, these communications, do they tend to have connections to people that we share DNA with, or is that just kind of intermittent? Yeah, it really, to me, it's because also, you know, I, I, you can see, like, when you when somebody takes their last breath or, you know, you can their last breath goes into the atmosphere, and that, that breath just goes up to outer space. I mean, it touches, it doesn't go into the space. It just touches, then it reflects back. So we're breathing the same air as our ancestors did. So... Human DNA doesn't, to me, have the same kind of encoding as what we have, like, on a soul level. And so I feel like, yes, there are things, especially if somebody looks just like their relative or, um, you know, in a physical way or if they have some uncanny habit that's like the person, the living person, um, then th those are kind of more markers than... Um, then that I could say yes, it does. But to me, I think our the history imprint is our human history. You know, we're all connected to that, the suffering and the joy is really what it comes down to. We all have our like, you know, different ways of getting there. But um, I'm digressing on that. But well, that is fascinating, and I think that we will probably maybe if you're interested, have you back another time to talk more about that side of it because I'm fascinated by it. Um, I think we're ready for our first break right now. And when we come back, we will start talking about the Divine Feminine. Looking for a way to carry your positive intent with you? Our unique Mala bracelet and essential oil combo sets work together to support the chakras. Each Mala bracelet has a porous bead. Just add a few drops of oil and the set will help your bowl stay with you throughout the day. View our selection at www.newparadigmlifecoach.com. All right, we're back here with Kim Irene, and we are talking about the Divine Feminine, continuing our series. So let's start with the basic question. Kim, how do you define the Divine Feminine? To me, it's like the, the flower inside of us, um, you know, and there's, a, there's an equally as great flower within a masculine body. But the Divine Feminine um, is is a thought, a feeling of raising consciousness to the highest level in a soft and loving way. And um, it's, the, it's the thing that smooths the, the corners out in your everyday life. The practical part of it is the, the smile versus the practical. I like that. That's, see, that's a new perspective. That's why I love having all these different guests on here because we get something different every time. We're hearing a lot about the world shifting toward the divine, divine feminine. Are you seeing that? I think for me and my gifts, it's more of a feeling than a scene. Um, 
my work is to see, I think, more and more. Um, and I do. I, I, but I also feel like, um, you know, what we're really in tune with, we're going to attract. So um, I feel like I live in a bubble in a way because I see something on TV and I'm like, well, that's not the people I know. You know, don't, don't behave like that. And um, so, so, yes, everywhere I turn, I see divine feminine and I see divine masculine because of it. And it's not just masculine and feminine. It's divine feminine and then therefore raising the divine masculine up. There's just simple ways, even just, you know, really accepting. There's more, um, you can see the sway of kind acts. I mean, every day I see a kind act. Maybe I'm just, you know, open to it and aware of it or trying, you know, looking for it almost, you know, but not like in a conscious way, but I'm just open to it. And I, I just see people, the kindness coming from people and people really seeking to be connected and to learn about our our, our deeper, deeper crevasse and caverns. So to me, that is divine feminine in and of itself, just the even seeking of it. So you would you say then that the shift in divine feminine is happening for men too? men are also feeling it, even though it's feminine energy. Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yes, I think, you know, and it's it's a beautiful thing, but the divine feminine, you know, also can bring up those things that are t- trying to get into, into the alignment that are having a rough time getting in. Like they're, you know, maybe somebody's like really tested with patience. And so they're become more aggravated and irritated because they're like, I just want to be patient. And then um, not allowing it to come to come through. So it's almost, you know, creating a barrier there. And so um, I think as it, as it rises, there is going to be a little bit of conflict and there's going to be fire and there's going to be impulse and all of the things that are divine feminine, you know? So why do you think it's happening now, this, this change in the energy? I do believe we've evolved. I think we've, um, you know, aware of our our spiritual, cognitive, psychic energies, and we simply can't go on in disbelief of that anymore. And um, there's no way we, some of us, could. And um, but I think that it's from years and years of soul evolving to get to this place, and we're doing it on a conscious level. First of all, I mean, there's never been this many people on the planet. And although that's horrible in a lot of ways, it's also, it raises the consciousness. So the more people that are thinking this, the more it really does spread. And um, that's why I do believe we do have the power to heal the earth. I mean, we all have that power. We're not even using all of our brain capacity. I feel like it's, it is through evolution and through, um, you know, really, even I could say it's like self evolution, but it's just all of us shifting. So let's talk a little more about how this relates to what you do. When people are creatively locked, do you find that a stronger divine feminine energy can be helpful to that? Um, not always. Um, I find that artists, um, you know, are probably cliche, but we all we're, we tend to lean towards the feminine. But, um, you know, even within dance, there's very feminine dances and there's very masculine dances. Um, but yes, yeah, so when I, when shifting blocks, 
you know, sometimes it, it takes the masculine energy. It just depends on the scenario. But I think the fact that when somebody's attracted to coming to me, for example, they know that the overall feel is going to feel welcoming, love, compassion. And, um, and if you're so lovers drawn to work with someone like me is, is knows that that's going to be my technique. I will be harsh, you know, at times maybe needed, but at the same time, it's the overall feeling is their intention, which is divine feminine to me is seeking out the help and the, the love. That's what the divine feminine is really healing is the seeking the help part. And so <clears throat> that alone sets the intention of divine feminine. So you find that comforting, supportive energy to be more useful when dealing with creatives and helping them move through things? Well, it's, it's both. Definitely that, that initial, you know, warm, welcoming love. But I, I really um, honor and respect the parts of the divine masculine, like being on time for your gigs, <laughs> showing up. Um, you know, there's a lot I'm learning because I am so, um, you know, kind of channeled in the divine feminine that I'm learning a lot about stand, having boundaries, standing in your worth, you know, those kind of things that, that we can learn from both. You know, I mean, that, that we're all learning from one another, even within the divine masculine and divine feminine. It's like the dichotomy within. It's the duality that we all have. So do you feel, and I've, cause I've talked to a few different people about this topic, and I hear a lot of the importance of balance and balancing the masculine and feminine. What I'm hearing you say, and I think it's an interesting perspective if I'm correct, is that sometimes it may be advantageous to be a little off balance in one direction or another. Sure. I mean, I think that um, especially when you're trying to get rid of old patterns, it's you know, it's that walking on a tightrope, something completely different, something so totally outside of your norm um, that's going to shake you, shake you up and, and crumble all the walls down for you to be able to come back to a more neutral place. You know, so it's just it's, like yoga, almost like, you know, I'm not a yoga instructor, but I go to yoga all the time. And you know, you're bending one way, you're bending another way, and then they're always like, come back to a neutral spine. I think that's what kind of the practice of all of this is, this work, is coming back to that neutral spine. Sometimes, yeah, you do have to bend and stretch in ways and do something adventurous, like you were saying. So get out of your comfort zone and then come back into a place of not necessarily comfort, but security? Sure. And, you know, it's like... There's this, you know, quote about learning how to suffer, you know, so if you step outside of your old patterns of, of maybe you have one particular pattern of suffering and it would be, you know, to whatever it could be and um, your habit, a bad habit, and then, you know, completely do something different on the time that you were going to do that bad habit. Like you go for a hike or you just do something else, then those are ways of breaking, yeah, those old ties and tethers that stop you from being your full self. Are you curious about A Course in Miracles? 
Let Julie Bugen, a 14-year course student and teacher, guide you through this life-changing curriculum in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Sessions can be held face-to-face -face or online via video chat and are currently available for an introductory rate of $50 an hour. Visit newparadigmlifecoach.com and send Julie Bugen a message on her About page to schedule a session. All right, we are still discussing the Divine Feminine with Kim Irene. We're having a great conversation today, and I think we're ready to dive back into it. So, Kim, I want to ask about the Divine Feminine in relationship to your work with past lives. So let's, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it both ways, but how would a woman's past experiences as a male affect her dealing with her own divine feminine in her current life? Obviously everything depends on the scenario, but if you, their scenario and their life and the conditions and how everything kind of got to, their, to them in their past life, like the story of the past life, um, because there's plenty of men that are holding the flame of the divine feminine within. And so what it all what it all comes back to for me in the work that I do is as women we have we all go back to this one feeling in general. This is in general that we've been burned. You know, we've been we've been persecuted for our gifts and we've um We've been shamed into not embracing them. And so the fire is really big for igniting the divine feminine and bringing that, walking through the fire, you know, healing from those wounds that collectively we can, we can, I usually just start there because <laughs> I'm um, pretty much, that's where we all go. Um, but then, you know, if somebody's, one of their lives it was a man, and um, and you're saying how does that affect their healing today as a woman? Yes. Is that the question? Well, I think you you know since we are trying to achieve the balance, um, surely those issues that weren't healed in the past, no matter if you were male or female, are going to come up. Um, but the the learning part of it is that the sex of your past life has very little to do with the emotional imprint. Because um, that is the thing that travels through time. Um, your story is the thing that gets lost each lifetime. So if you just can go back to the emotional imprint and, um, and, and heal that, it can really apply to any, any scenario or story. But if you are feeling like, you know, you might be as a female acting in um, more dominant male kind of characteristics and, and it's a detriment, then, um, then it sounds like that part of you in the past life, you could do some shamanic work on, and, um, on you know, caring, giving, sending that, that person more love and more, you know, like maternal figure kind of love and, um, and compassion, and that would change, that vibration alone would change um, how you would be behaving in this lifetime from it. It's not, it's nothing to be, you know, to, it's something to learn from if you have these, um, you know, higher levels of divine masculine. It's, I think, 
you know, I'm, I'm really, I don't like, you know, for, for shame to be at any part of a healing at all. So if we have those parts of us that are stronger in the divine masculine, they need love. And so, um, that's how you would handle if you are kind of way more on the side of divine masculine is to offer that part of you, the divine feminine, which is love and a true acceptance, compassion, like loving that child, like looking at these past lives and, you know, your past life within this life with, through the, the eyes of a mother and, and a hundred percent love and compassion. Cool. Very cool. So it's really not about gender in those terms. Our past life experiences really aren't that connected in gender. You're saying it's an emotional expression, which makes sense. That's, that's a great way to put it. Um, really helps me clarify. So what can we do to encourage the divine feminine rising, um, especially in people who really have a need for that energy? Mm-hmm. Well, there's lots of ways, and I think it's really personal, but my, you know, although I've been in the entertainment industry for a long time, and I'm, I love performing, I love being on stage, I mean, that's really a way to get the message out. The thing, the divine feminine is not loud in the way that the divine masculine is because we don't need to be we have the art of subtlety that actually it moves with great strength and it's it may not get that instant gratification that that a male energy would but it it does permeate and so I think more of the work is us as females and and that are really immersed in divine feminine is um knowing that to stay on course and to and to feel this awarded feeling you know without sometimes the validation of um and that's it so I feel like the the people who need this the most are actually as our community, the healers. Um, we tend to want to get this to other people and say, let's spread this, and this is what you should be doing, and you should be meditating, and you should be doing this, and here, don't take those prescription drugs, do this. But, you know, some people, you know, there's that quote about being a butterfly talking to caterpillars. You know, you don't speak caterpillar, they don't speak butterfly language, you know, and so, but they're still butterflies. But the people who are already on this path, you know, we're really the ones that, um, that need more and more of, of, of the divine feminine. And, you know, because I can, I can see that the more work we do as healers, you know, we, we're, we give a lot of our energy away. And so it's really important that we're very conscious about being compassionate to ourselves. And what practice do you personally use to not only, you know, help with spreading the divine feminine? I know you said that you perform, but what about healing yourself? What what practice do you personally use for that? Um. Well, I go to see a lot of other healers, <laughs> and um. But you know, when I'm um when I'm healing in myself, you know, those moments, those big moments, um, I, 
I really, I just tap into the, my source and, um, I, I just allow myself to face those things that, um, I've kind of been pushing aside, you know, and, um, and the more and more we do that, the more and more real we become with ourselves about our, you know, faults or things that we really could improve upon, um, and facing those things and realizing the things that we need to get over, things we need to forgive, you know, these, and, and all those things and the darkest, darkest monster, um, that's kind of what I do is just the more and more I allow more and more of those things to come up through time. And it's, it, it might take me my whole life, just like everyone else, but you just become, you know, more familiar sitting in within yourself alone, being able to see all these aspects of yourself. And that's kind of the technique, I guess I do is but through meditation and, and other ways, but it kind of always leads to that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, another question on the divine feminine. Do you find that it's changing people's relationships? And I'm not talking just from, not just romantic relationships, but friendships as well. Do you think that, that relationships in the world are changing as the divine feminine rises? Um, again, yes, I do see, I see a lot of, um, you know, sort of Pele or Kali energy um, in relationships right now. It's, um, there's, they're explosive. Um, and it's destructive a lot of the times, um, but through destruction, um, again, you know, we heal. Um, I think that the more empowered, you know, women are becoming, you know, really tapping into their own divine feminine purpose. Um, they're, they're also a lot more people are like, what am I doing in my life right now? Why am I still here? Oh my gosh, I just realized um, I'm magic, you know? And so they become empowered. And then, yes, that's going to affect a relationship because the person they've been married to is going to be like, well, who is this? You know, it's just changed all of a sudden. Um, and also between friendships, between sisterhoods, you know, it's really having, um, although it's growing, there's also this huge separation and division we simply can't be surrounded by people that um bring us to low energies i mean we're just rejecting it on all levels um so so yeah it doesn't like you were saying does it look any different it might not look that pretty <laughs> but um it's what's changed that is needed We are getting close to the end of our time. Um, is there anything else that you would like to tell us about the Divine Feminine or your work or uh, the world in general? Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, and I think from my perspective, I, I guess I would echo again about balance, you know, and really one way to bring the divine feminine to full balance with the divine masculine is to praise the divine masculine, to praise the men in our lives, to praise um, the people that are around us that are, you know, um, really embracing 
um, I'm trying to work towards togetherness. Uh, and so with, I, I say keep on with, you know, meeting in, your, in the moon tribe circles and all those kind of places where you can connect with other sisters and, and you know, open up to seeing what you see in your best friend, your best sister friend in a man. Even if it's just one, um, we really, we really need to do this all together. So, we have been talking today with Kim Irene, and I just want to say thank you so much, Kim, for coming and talking with us. You had some wonderful things to say and a really fascinating perspective, and I hope you'll come back on the show again soon. You've been listening to the New Paradigm Life Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit our website for more resources and a full listing of our upcoming events at newparadigmlifecoach.com. Thanks for listening, and may your day be filled with peace and joy. This is Julie of New Paradigm Life Coach, announcing a new retreat for the fall of 2018. Three-day personal development retreat to support men and women who are in major life transitions. Learn to peacefully navigate the mental, emotional, and physical challenges that come with major life changes of all kinds. Include gentle yoga, meditation, self-inquiry, ceremony, and workshops. Our dates are September 14th through 17th, creating the life of your dreams out of the ashes of your past. For more information and to register, go to www.newparadigmlifecoach.com.